Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemper Oper in Dresden, Germany. This week, French tenor Gilles Ragon leads us through Don José's aria from Carmen, focusing on the letter E and trying to figure out when it's an open epsilon eh, the superclosed lowercase e, e, or the schwa, e. This episode has been a really tough one for me to put together because it brought out quite a few of my own insecurities. Last year, I ended up working with a pianist from France who had never, ever heard of diction or lyric diction. He just happened to be from France and had studied piano there. He was helping, I say with finger quotes, some friends of mine with their French repertoire, but in reality he was destroying their French diction by pronouncing the final consonants of a few words that should not have been pronounced, mispronouncing vowel sounds, you get the idea, because he would pronounce them that way in his dialect. Needless to say, we got into several heated debates, which made me doubt my own knowledge for a while. Thankfully, I was also able to work with the fabulous Gilles Ragon these past two seasons, who backed up everything I know and restored my faith in myself. I have a tendency in these situations to circle the wagons, as one of my friends says. I start emailing everyone I know who knows more about the subject than I do, just to double-check that what I'm telling you is the right thing. So, of course, I also double-checked everything with Nathalie Doucet, and François Germain after the arguments to be sure that I'm not the one passing out incorrect information. There's also a new resource I have for French diction that I was able to use to prove some of the finer diction points, and that's the second edition of Jason Nadecki's French Diction for Singers, a handbook of pronunciation for French opera and melodie. You might remember that Jason has been on the podcast on some of the English diction episodes as well, and his book is just as clear and concise as he was as a guest on the podcast. Besides a very clear discussion of the vowel sounds and spellings that form them, in the back of the book, there's also a table with common spellings and their pronunciation, as well as a list of over 7,000 proper nouns and their pronunciations. It's available from the University of Toronto bookstore. I'll make sure to post a link at the blog so that you can check it out. No matter what, I've said it before and I'll say it again, if a coach is telling you something that you've never heard before and that goes against what everyone else has ever told you, make sure to do some more homework. None of us wants to hear, are you sure, from a singer in a coaching, but I would prefer that to someone taking everything on faith that every coach knows everything perfectly. The other reason this episode has taken me far too long to put together is because I'm currently working on a project with some business associates called the Diction Police Special Diction Unit. Our website is scheduled to come out at the beginning of the next school year, so end of August, beginning of September 2014, and we'll offer IPA transcripts as well as Diction Police interviews set up as a slideshow so that you can follow along with the text and the phonetic alphabet better during the discussions. I'll have more information on that coming, so be sure to keep an eye out for the Diction Police SDU. In the meantime, you can find a link to the text for today and for Jason Nadecki's book at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. 
You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or on Twitter at Diction Police. Our text for today is Don José's aria from Carmen. The original story for Carmen is from Prosper Mérimée's novella by the same title. The story is told in the first person, as though Mérimée is repeating the tale told to him by Don José. In the book, as in the opera, Don José is a Basque soldier who allows Carmen to go free after a fight, landing him in jail. This aria occurs after his release from prison, when he comes looking for Carmen at the inn of Lilas Pastia. La fleur que tu m'avais jetée, dans ma prison m'était restée. Flétrie et sèche, cette fleur gardait toujours sa douce odeur. Et pendant des heures entières, sur mes yeux fermant mes paupières, de cette odeur je m'enivrais, et dans la nuit je te voyais. Je me prenais à te maudire, à te détester, à me dire, pourquoi faut-il que le destin l'ait mise là, sur mon chemin Puis je m'accusais de blasphème, et je ne sentais en moi-même qu'un seul désir, un seul espoir, un seul désir, te revoir, ô oh Carmen, oui, te revoir. Car tu n'avais eu qu'à paraître, qu'à jeter un regard sur moi, pour t'emparer de tout mon être, ô oh ma Carmen. Et j'étais une chose à toi, Carmen, je t'aime. That was Gilles Ragon reading Don José's aria from Carmen. And I thought this time we would concentrate on open E. I think the first way we know whether something is an open E is when it has that accent grave, mm -hmm. the one going, going sort of downward from the left. Yeah. So, for instance, sèche is with an accent grave, uh, entière, paupière, blasphème, moi-même, même, is, uh, it's uh, E, but it's more E. Moi-même. Yeah, because this, this is one with the, with the circumflex. Paraître, it's the same, et être. So, but there is some exceptions. Mm -hmm. For instance, set, rester. There is no accent grave, but the E is following by two consonants. Mm -hmm. So, it's not really a rule, but uh, when there is two consonants, the E before is open. Set, fermant, destin, espoir. Carmen. Carmen is the its name, so it's different. I find that interesting, though. With Carmen, we stick with her name pronounced basically in the Spanish way, or yeah. basically pronounced with the way yeah. we expected. But Don José, then we pronounce that the French way. Yes. Yeah. Don José. <laughs> there is a lot of exception like this. Of course. No, of course there are tons of exceptions, but this is a good basic rule for us if we can remember that there's that if there are two consonants that follow it, or I guess I should say two pronounced consonants, yeah. because if one of them would be an N. Then we would have... Yes, but, but you know, for instance, for set, uh, which is written C-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, when it's masculine, mm -hmm. uh, it's written C-E-T, and that's the same way, set, set homme. Yeah. Set of fleur, but set homme, there is only one consonant. Okay, so C-E-T and C-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E, Quite the same then. way to pronounce it. Yeah. Just you have not the uh, set of fleur, set object, set It's just n consonants. Yeah. It should be uh, as a singer should be a sing with a German way to make final consonants. Final consonants, exactly. For, for me, as singing, it's like this. I practice as a singer, not as a French. <laughs> <laughs>
because in the French way, I never say set odor, but set odor, very soft. Yeah, so that doesn't. Speaking. So you're not spitting so much. But the way I pronounced the text was a little bit in the direction for singing. Exactly. Except I, I just have to. This is a curious things because in French speaking, we we never say la fleur que tu m'avais jetée dans la prison m'était restée. Because it's written on two different notes. But as a French speaking French, I prefer just add some little bit e color, but just at the end, like in German, aus. It's not aus, it's aus. Almost like a diphthong feeling. Yeah, so almost like yeah. jeté. You know, it's not jeté, but it's jeté. Exactly. It's, it's, as you open the mouth, as if you want to pronounce a uh, but not really clearly pronounce it, just let him just in between. La fleur que tu m'avais jetée dans ma prison m'était restée. It's just it's, it's, if it could be something, something else that will never arrive, something after that will never arrive. Exactly, like it's the beginning of something that, that just ends. And for singing, it's helped a lot to breathe after. Because we are already open. Exactly. Just to take care. Yeah. No, and the interesting thing there when you hear both of them back to back too is restir, because it has the, the ST after it, the E is open, but jeter. And there again we have our, our schwa sound, right? Yeah. Je, there is only one consonant. Jeter, resti. Yeah. The other thing that tells us when an E is open is the imperfect tense of the verb, and we get that in this whole aria, almost. Yes, IES is always A. Yeah. Except for f future when there's only AE mm -hmm. and it's more um, closed. E. Yeah, exactly. Je serai un bon chanteur. Mais j'ai étudié. J'ai étudié. It's only AE, but it's also pronounced G. A yeah. little bit closed. Yeah. After the, the pronunciation of AVE, which is A-E-S, and pronunciation of ETE, A-E-T, is the same. Yeah. On livrait, voyait, prenait, m'accusait. So this, the, 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 the end consonance is not to be pronounced. It's not to be pronounced like j'avais, except if you was. The word after is uh, yeah, j'avais été. We have actually a, an example of this with liaison. Je me prenais à te maudire, yeah. Yeah, and then you would say the S because it's a liaison. liaison. Mm. Exactly. But not too, too much. It's, it's French for me that the bon goût, the good taste is always, the, for, for me, the most important rule. You can have schools who say that les, l, e, s should be close, pronounced as les enfants, but for me it's very academic. And in the, in the French usual way of pronouncing in, in the street, les enfants, for me it's better, les enfants. Les enfants, it's very too much academic. It's uh, from the beginning of the 20th century uh, tradition, uh, Tristan Bernard, uh, Sarah Bernard. So you're saying not to do them closed, to do them more open? or you're Yeah, saying... more open, I said yeah. that. And so the liaison m m must not too, um, too much... Uh, Over overpower? Overpower, yeah. Je me prenais à te maudire. You just touch. Yeah, just a tiny Not, little voice. Je voices. me prenais à te, as if it was za, uh, s-r written. But je me prenais à te maudire. So you have to consider that the while should, should be longer, 
and the liaison just at the end. Je me prenais à te mentir in, in the baroque way to make the liaison, even if there was uh, uh, some comma. We, we could do liaison even if there was uh, a pause. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in La Juive, des armées et tremblants. Mm -hmm. in, in baroque time, we should do des armées even if you take a breath? Yes, even if you take a breath. Wow. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes I do this and sometimes I don't do because... Uh, but here, for instance, I could do uh, in this area, à te détester, ramedir. But there is a comma. Yeah. À te détester. And it's also the, the, the meaning is very important. It's not only rules to pronounce, but the, the meaning, what you want to say, what you want to express. Uh, to express, yes. À te détester, à me dire, it's, it's as if it was one only, one idea. Exactly, like à it's one big sentence. À me dire, and for me, à te détester, à me dire. It's, the, so the, the comma is also very important for the, for the meaning. Exactly, well, and especially because the à me dire actually then goes on as a thought process. Yeah. Because okay. so I, I hated myself and then I told myself this. And then we have to find out what you tell yourself. Since we're talking a little bit about liaison, we have a couple of standard liaisons like des heures entières. We have uh, some of the, the normal ones where the, the article goes with the noun, goes with the adjective, so they all come des together. Des heures entières, yeah. So there's two, two different liaisons, yeah. Exactly. But these two, actually, the je me prenais à te me dire and et je ne sentais en moi-même, those are slightly more out there, I think. They're slightly more of a question mark, aren't they? Because it's really the direct object of what you were doing, of something you were doing. Do you have to do those, or is it something that's an option? No, no, you have to do this. Yeah? This one. Je, yes. Je m'accusais encore, but there is something, uh, always the, the bon goût taste rule. Je me prenais à te maudire, or je ne sentais en moi-même. It's also very important to do this li liaison. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. What about cajeter un regard? It should be very soft. Especially with the R that's just about to come up, huh? Which brings me to the other point that I wanted to talk about, which is the letter R at the ends of words. Mm -hmm. Because usually a word like jeter, it's a, an infinitive, mm -hmm. so we learn that, that the ending there is a closed e. Jeter, yes. And we don't say the R. But it, there are a whole lot of words where we do say the R at the ends of words. Fleur, yes. But it's because it, it's uh, a way to um, to show that it is an infinitive. Mm -hmm. Détester, jeter, that's first group infinitive. They all finish by uh, R. Mm -hmm. But it all pronounced E without any any words. Except that for jeter un regard, In liaison. the liaison, yeah. the, the R exists. But if there was qu'à jeter... Mm -hmm. Un jour, there, there will be no liaison. Right. Qu'à jeter un jour, non, 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 non. Yeah. For instance. En pareil, and um, for instance, this toujours is quite, uh, toujours, it's very important because normally you should, we should not do liaison with toujours because toujours is an adverb and the liaison does, has not to do with uh, adverbs. Right. Donc toujours en toi, non, toujours en toi. Mm-hmm. That's very important for toujours. Yeah. In general, then, many, many words that end in R, we will end up saying the R, right? It's not like we say odeur and stop. We say odeur. Odeur. Yeah. Yeah, odeur. It's, you, you can choose to uh, roll 
the air to the Italian way mm -hmm. or to uh, grasseiller mm -hmm. air to the uvular r yeah mm -hmm. which is uh, almost to uh, in French speaking and, mm -hmm. and current French speaking so désir espoir but for me this has to do that's it's very important that the 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 final consonants in French are very weak right. in the speaking way mm -hmm. but for singing it's very important that we finish the the word la fleur que tu so not la fleur que tu m'avais, but la fleur que tu rque. Ta douce odeur. And then after you breathe. That's not really in French uh, speaking, current speaking. That's yeah. not that. But for as a singer, you should use it. Yeah. The same. Yeah. Sur, désir, espoir, revoir, car, pour. And the only other word that I thought was except for, of course, her name, Carmen, which is exceptional, is to become drunk. It's a kind of a, a funky rule where the E-N at the beginning can be an, a nasal sound, but then we still say the N. So we yeah, don't say enivre, we say enivre, we don't say enivre, right? Yes, that's right. That's a crazy rule. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, there is rules and there is many exceptions. <laughs> exactly. M'enivre. Enivré, enivré. Yes, but uh, that's not the, um, mon amouré. Mon âme, c'est en, en amouré. Mm -hmm. It's the same. So in that case, the, the N serves to be a nasal and also to be a real consonant for m'enivré. And there is not two N. Right, exactly. Because also I can explain that for me the accent really the, the, the most important uh, in, in the word m'enivré is the N. Et là, c'est je m'enivrais. And, and in the aria, it's, uh, you can find the color of the drunk man who say, I will drunk. <laughs> no, I will exactly. drunk. Je m'enivrais. Uh, I smell your, the, 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 the flowers, odors, and I, I feel exactly the feeling I had when I met you. Usually in, in a word, you don't expect to see, to see it nasal and then still maintain its structure. Yes, for, for me as a French, it's... Quite normal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we started out by talking about how to know whether the letter E should be pronounced open, closed, or a schwa. The easiest way, obviously, is if there's an accent over the letter E. An accent aigu, the, the acute accent, will close it to the lowercase e, phonetically, as it does in flétri and jeté. Both the accent grave, the grave accent, and the accent circumflex, the circumflex accent, will open the E to a phonetic epsilon, as in entière, paupière, moi-même, être, and blasphème. Often, when E is followed by two consonants, it becomes an open epsilon E, as we see here in the first syllable of resti, set, Fermont, espoir, and destin. In Jason Adecki's book, he lists this rule as an E followed by a pronounced consonant in the same syllable, which is a better way to look at it, because if the E is followed by an N or an M plus another consonant, it will of course be the nasal vowel as in pendant, santé, entière, and en Paris. If the letter E is the only vowel of the syllable and the last letter in it, oftentimes it'll be a schwa, as in jeté, prunet, 
and all those short one-syllable words that crop up everywhere, que, je, de, te, and ne. The word enivré is special. In this case, that initial E becomes the A nasal, but the N is still pronounced. I also wanted to make sure that we were perfectly clear about those imperfect and future endings. The imperfect, or imparfait, tense, is used to indicate a repeated action in the past, and Don José uses this one almost exclusively in this aria. The verb endings AIS, AIT, and AIENT are regular imperfect endings, and these should be the open epsilon E, as we see here all over the place, like gardait, monivrait, voyait, prenait, m'accusait, etc. However, the future verb tense includes the regular ending AI, and this should be the closed lowercase e sound as in the first-person singular form of I have, j'ai. I love what Gilles had said about thinking of that final schwa as a tiny diphthong without really being clear and then breathe into the space. For most of us, we tend to want to emphasize this sound a little too much. It's important to remember that in speech, this sound would be left out completely. So when it comes to singing that final schwa, make sure that you bear this in mind and truly de-emphasize that normally silent vowel. One point that Gilles made that we have talked about often before is to sing L-E-S, C-E-S, D-E-S words as an open E. Le, de, se. I'm bringing this up again now because this was one of the main points that I got into a ridiculously huge argument with that French pianist about and I just need to vent my own frustration, born, of course, out of my own insecurities. Gilles, of course, is absolutely correct. According to the rules of lyric diction, we're supposed to sing these le, se, de, me, te words as an open e. And of course, the other gentleman was insistent that they are all closed, which they tend to be in casual speech. What was even crazier about it was that he sent me several YouTube videos to prove his point, with the quote that Suzy is the only French singer that anyone should ever listen to, and in every single one, Suzy sang le as an open vowel. When I pointed that out to him in my reply, he wrote back saying that I obviously can't hear it because I'm not a native speaker, so my ears just aren't good enough to know what I'm talking about. As you can imagine, I was just a little grumpy about that, so I'm going to post the YouTube in question at the blog page so that everyone can listen to it and form your own opinions, and I would love to hear what everyone thinks. Finally, we had mentioned the word toujours in regards to liaison. Generally, toujours ends in the letter R and the S remains unpronounced. But there is actually one instance in which this S can make the liaison. When the word toujours which means always, is used as an adverb directly modifying the word that comes after it, which of course must begin with a vowel, then liaison can be made with the final S, making it a Z sound. This is a very specific rule, and of course it doesn't come up in this song, but I did want to mention it to make sure that everyone is aware of this possibility.
I also had asked Gilles if there are any overarching problems he hears when foreigners sing in French, and this was his response. I remarked that very often that uh, people have a lot of problems with de, je, because les, des, j'étais, je, why jeter and why lève, or why, why jeter and why rester, jeter. The rules are not really obvious to, to when you see. In, in German, it's quite easy because the way it's written is the way you pronounce it. Yeah. In French, not always, and you have many exceptions. Yeah. Depend if it's in English who speaking French or German because they. I think when we when we speak in a broad a broad languages, we always have in 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 our brain the structure of our mother languages. Mm-hmm. So the constructions are more or less sometimes difficult to to really pronounce for me as a German or even in English. Sometimes I speak I I think French and I translate. <laughs> it's not the right way, but I can't. Sometimes yeah. natural is much more stronger than yes. brains. I've heard what Gilles had said about these small words je, de, te being a problem from several French speakers over the past few months. These are all incredibly common words, and the E's in them are all transcribed as a schwa, which in French is built on the open phonetic OE. So the same value, say, for fleur, is the vowel you want to be using for je. Part of the problem with this vowel may just be in calling it a schwa. The English schwa is much further back, uh, while the German schwa is based more on an open epsilon, eh, without any lip rounding. Just as Gilles said, we do tend to think about foreign languages through the eyes of our own native tongue. So if you're using the American uh, or the German eh, instead of the French Uh, these vowels are going to stand out to a native speaker. That's our show for today. Next time, Gilles will be back with the Kleinsack aria from Offenbach's Le Comte d'Offmann. In the meantime, for all of the links for today, for more information about Gilles Ragon, and for Jason Adecki's book, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a good rating on iTunes or post about it on Facebook and Twitter so that others can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening. See you next time.